to love? Absolute. Open heart, I am that dude I gets the loot. Oh, the point is mute. Undivided type of root. Do we treat our love like ill repute? Music you make, it comes from you. Communicate as if it's food. Are we soulless, dead, and brutes? Chance of real, so slim, minute. Sensation, real world acute. When life comes down to roots, trees are known, you'll buy their fruits. Souls dive in cahoots. Suit up, strap up them boots. Freedom, my mental attribute. I'm no mad loud and after truth. Freedom, my mental attribute. No mad loud and after truth. Ride or die, but pick your tribe. So everyone here can catch your vibe. You could click unsubscribe that off track. No mad divide. No mad's like me, we keeps alive. Check that box of undescribed. No mad's like me, we keeps alive. Welcome to the Truth to Power Podcast. I am Curious G. On the Truth to Power Podcast, we frame spiritual, political, and social topics through the lens of art. How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art, through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy that we find in the darkness of days. On the Truth to Power Podcast, the art on this show may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. We hope that the themes will enlighten the mind as well as entertain. For on the Truth to Power podcast, we wish to build enthusiasm for being connected. We appreciate your time. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? Hope you recognize the voice by now. It's Papa. Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. As always, here with my partner, Curious G. I feel like I got to come in smooth because you come in so smooth. I'm all amped. <laughs> I want to hit the fucking. I want to hit the track running, dude. Yeah. I want to. I want to break out the gate so hard I bend the gate. Come on. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna drop a quote. This shit's on my mind because I talked about it a little bit last week. I think. I saw the Bob Marley movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So this, this, I'm going to set the stage with this. Uh, this is from Bob Marley. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. That's Bob. Yeah. So I think you know which direction I'm taking this thing. Yeah, I think today. we're here. We, yeah, let's get it running, man. Mental freedom. Nomad. Come on. Nomad loud and after truth, right? So what did you think about that episode last week? Have you been thinking about that shit this week? Yeah, I have been. I've actually been feeling a lot uh, of a nomad myself this week too. Just uh, just with everything that I've been doing with uh, my work week or the extra things that I really be doing, uh, working on myself and personal growth and certain events that I've been to. Um, I've had the opportunity to really process that and step back and still be like, yep, that's still you, man. Still out here uh, sometimes on that uh, that righteous path, really trying to seek self to bring it back to the crew, man. I've been thinking about last week's episode too, um, probably in a different kind of way than you did. I've been thinking about grandma's food. Uh, Somebody was going to bring me some grandma's food. Uh, I, got I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I don't know what happened to that. I got you. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. You got to. You I gotta, haven't been able to eat. Uh, hey, yeah. You got to. You got to. You got to hit me up. I still got that for you though. I'm hungry, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, dude, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, this song is uh, one of the most important to me that, that I did yeah. on this album. 
Um, the, you know, this album was, uh, was, was actually special to me. And in a lot of ways it was hard to write. Mm. Right. So when I, when I look at the two concept albums, the heaven and hell, hell for some reason was simple to write. Yeah. Right. Like I, I could write darkness all day long. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to get that out. But when I started to think about heaven and there, there's a little bit of light in the, in the, the hell album, there's a little bit of darkness in, in this one, but um, a nomad, like I really think that that is true freedom is to be able to think for yourself yeah. and not be led in your thinking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that people that do that aren't always liked or accepted. Yeah. No, I feel that 100%. Dude. And some of the things that I say, um, I don't know if you've ran across this where I've said something. Um, people are resistant to, to some of the things I say, but uh, I don't know if you've ran across something that I've said that you're like, ah, motherfucking Sean, I don't know about that God shit. Damn. Not really. Not, Not yet. at all, really. You know, so you'd be trying to, uh, you know, sometimes pull a little bit and I'll be like, yeah, I still keep it on the hush with uh, <laughs> with certain things. But other than that, no, man, uh, uh, we're, we're very similar minded when it comes to thought process and things like that. So, mm. All right. So what do you think about Bob? Oh, yeah, man. I, I, uh, even when you, uh, will you, if you don't mind, will you read that quote one more time for yeah. me, please? Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Mm -hmm. None but ourselves can free our minds. Yeah. I'd like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like as you were reading it, it's weird how, you know, you, you start talking about certain people and you can hear, like your voice turned into his voice in my head. Mm. Like as you're saying it, um, you know, I got that auditory in my brain, right? Of, as you're saying this, I could hear his voice. Um, and uh, just in general, he really was one of them, one of them cats that was just, he really seemed truly free when it came to his thought process. Uh, and kind of what you spoke on a little bit earlier is uh, that shit can be uh, very scary and you almost feel alone sometimes when you are, and you do have that ability to, really just be free of your mind and the way you think and how you speak or whatever it is. Dude, he was a, a, a powerful voice. And um, I don't want to give away any of the movie, but what the movie was about to me, and this is, is not giving away any of the movie. What the movie was about to me was him finding his true vision, mm. right? It coming into focus through the course of events in his life. Yeah. Right. Like some people talk about things and they believe it in their minds, but they haven't lived it yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's easy for us to talk about uh, free yourself from slavery today, uh, yeah. having never been under chain. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, if you think about the, the I, and I did this a few few episodes ago, quite a few episodes ago, where we, we talked about the mind of a slave and it was actually before your time coming on the show. But um, we dug into what the, the, the mind of a slave was mm. and some of the intentions behind people that, um, that created the mind of a slave. Right? Yeah. I did a song called Lynch Mob that talks okay. all about Willie Lynch. Yeah, yeah. We, it, we spoke briefly on that too. Yeah. And it's actually, I think it's one of the best episodes that we've done on the show um, and that was where we kind of started to dig into the way that the mind of a slave is kind of created. Um, today, it's I think it's harder to see 
how we have the mind of a slave. Um, but I think that I think that it's easy to fall into tribalistic thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we talked about last week how if you're a part of a tribe that is against abortion, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be exposed to very many arguments that are pro-abortion. Yeah. Even though you could say that there are arguments for both sides that make sense, mm-hmm. that would support a lot of factual stuff, right? That that would argue for one way or the other. Yeah. And not even talking about the religious side of things for the the reason why it might not be a good idea to have abortion, right? Like there there could be other arguments that you can make outside of religion. Um, but if you're a part of one tribe on one side or the other, how open are you as an individual to hear other perspectives? Yeah. Like it, is your, uh, is your belief system um, open to question itself mm-hmm. is, is the idea. And that's to me as a nomad, that's, yeah. that's true freedom. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I can't hear you, then, then chances are I'm not really that free. Mm-mm. You know, the ones I love is the is the Christians that are afraid of the devil all the time, <laughs> dude. You know, they see the devil everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's devil music. That's oh, don't dance. Don't. That's you know. uh, Bobby Boucher's mom. Oh, dude, terrified that the devil's gonna get him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute, isn't your God stronger than the devil? Yeah. I thought you got your God's got this shit. Why mm-hmm. are you afraid? Yeah. Why are you afraid? Calm down. It's mm-hmm. okay. You'll be all right. Devil ain't gonna get you because you eat the fucking uh, grits. Yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why grits, but. God has a hard on for Marines because we kill everything we see. He plays his games, we play ours. To show our appreciation for so much power, we keep heaven packed with fresh. So, God was here before the Marine Corps, so you can give your heart to Jesus, but your ass belongs to the Corps. Do you ladies understand? Sir, yes, sir! I can't hear you! Sir, yes, sir! Uh, some of the shit's silly, I guess, what I'm trying yeah, to say. No, yeah, definitely. No, I, I uh, kind of bringing it in a little bit is... Uh, it is uh, really a fucking wonderful thing, man, um, to not just sit there and wait your turn to talk, mm. right? And one of the beautiful things about this, too, is we do have that option to be like, okay, this is how I felt, but you're making a point. You know, I have the ability to change my mind about things. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not always right. And when I hear something that really does make sense to me, you know, I have that ability to be like, okay, I see your point now. And these discussions are super crucial because I'm not just sitting here waiting for my turn to talk. I'm soaking in everything that you're saying. And we're not, we're getting, we don't have the same mind, man. We're not going to agree on every single little thing. And that's great. But just to have that ability through these conversations, through this talk, through this platform, to be able to go back and forth about certain ideas is, is just a fucking beautiful thing, man. And that's one of those opportunities that I give myself to keep that nomadic mindset. You know what I mean? I don't have to just be stuck in just one way of thinking all the damn time. 
Is it uh, a, a true American value to be a nomad? My fuck. No, I, it, it's for me. Yeah, what do you I, think? I can't speak for, uh, I can't speak on behalf of everybody. You know, you, you even run it back about when everything kind of started getting popping over here. What was the, what was that? I was a nomadic idea, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, does those values still something that we hold on to today? I don't know. You could probably argue both sides. Um, in my opinion, no, not really. Just going back to that factor that being liked and being accepted is, is high value for a lot of people, you know, even for myself to a certain extent, I want people to like me. I want people to accept me, but because I have that power to change my mind, because I have that power to roam where I need to roam, you know, it's the most important thing is for me to accept myself and to be able to have that free thinking. Um, You know what I mean? I don't want to be a slave or trapped in my own mind all the goddamn time neither. So I think constant, consciously, constantly making that effort to break the chains of your thought process is something that I practice every goddamn day. Mm. One of the things that, that occurred in slave times, um, and I, I, I found out this doing research when I was doing lynch mob and all that. You ever heard of long-term chaining? Somewhat familiar, yeah. All right. So for anybody that doesn't know what long-term chaining is, let's say somebody just fucked up in one way or the other, you know, according to the the guy that owned the slaves, you know, the slave master or whatever, um, dude on the plantation, right? Like this dude just fucked up over and over. Mm -hmm. So you put a big ass chain and a weight on their ass Mm -hmm. for them to have to carry it around or you would chain them maybe to their workstation. Yeah. Like the motherfuckers in the kitchen. Yeah, fuck you put a chain on him to the stove. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Long-term chaining. So you just physically have this chain and it's mm-hmm. heavy and you got to carry it around. And um, I think this is sometimes our belief systems. Mm-hmm. Hey, fuck, dude. I see that link. Yeah. I see that link, definitely. Yeah, and sometimes our belief systems become a weight, right? Like I think back to the... You know, and this is not me, I swear to God, this is not me trying to knock your belief system, but I grew up as a Christian, right? I was all about it at one point in time. I totally got into the Bible, and I ain't trying to attack your particular thing. I'm just going to talk about from my experience, Mm -hmm, right? So there's been over 34,000 different versions of Christianity. Ask Google if you don't believe my ass. There's 34,000 different takes on what this Bible is saying, and I had one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And I completely believed in my version, my narrative. Um, and I wasn't open to other narratives of Christianity. I wasn't open to other narratives outside my belief system. Yeah. You know, but what's ironic is I I read the Bible and I grew up in a church and I grew up with that belief system, but at no time did I ever go and read Books on Buddhism, mm. Taoism, mm. the Muslim faith, yeah. right? Like the Holy Quran. Uh, I didn't read the uh, Jewish books, right? Which is where the Old Testament even came from. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you going to get that story and then add to the story and claim it as your truth without checking out, yeah. you know, what? what but and There's 33,999 other versions of your story too. Yeah, uh, I didn't look into the pagan belief systems, right? Like Native American yeah. belief systems, right? The the people that worship the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, I didn't have that freedom of thought. So was it really free? And did I carry around that long-term chain of my belief? And here's the thing. This is my point. I know I take forever. No, you're good. Um, people that have uh, internalized truth, like we talked about internalization last mm -hmm. week, if they have this internalized truth of this is my God, this is my belief system, right? You can't present people with an internalized truth with facts. Yeah. Right, you can't put facts in front of them and change their mind. It's kind of like somebody that's that's been in, in, uh, incorporated into an, a cult. Mm -hmm. Like if you're part of a cult, presenting them with facts doesn't get people out of cults. Yeah, that's not going to change my perspective on whatever is going down. You know what gets people out of cults though? Huh? This is actually true when it came to people that have researched this stuff. Okay. Relationships. Ooh. Relationships. If somebody is involved in a cult but they trust this person that isn't huh. because of that relationship. And because of that trust, they're open to see things the way that they see them because they trust that person. Yeah. Right. And this is one of the purposes of this show. Mm -hmm. Artists helping artists mm -hmm. is we want to bring art and uh, different perspectives into that art so that we could kind of see things from somebody else's eyes. Yeah. But someday somewhere, someone may find out the damn truth. We better, we better, or we might just as well build ourselves another government, like the Declaration of Independence says to when the old one ain't working, just, just a little farther out west. An American naturalist wrote, a patriot must always be ready to defend his country against its government. I'd hate to be in your shoes today. You have a lot to think about. You've seen much hidden evidence the American public has never seen. You know, going back to when we were children, I think that most of us in this courtroom thought that justice came into being automatically, that virtue was its own reward, that, that good would triumph over evil. But as we get older, we know this just isn't true. Individual human beings have to create justice, and this is not easy because the truth often poses a threat to power, and one often has to fight power at great risk to themselves. People like S.M. Holland, Lee Bowers, Gene Hill, Willie O'Keefe, have all taken that risk. They've all come forward. I have here some $8,000 in these letters sent, sent to my office from all over the country. Quarters, dimes, dollar bills from housewives, plumbers, car salesmen, teachers, invalids. These are people who cannot afford to send money, but do. These are the ones who drive the cabs, who nurse in the hospitals, who see their kids go to Vietnam. Why? Because they care. Because they want to know the truth. Because they want the country back. Because it still belongs to us. As long as the people have the guts to fight for what they believe in. The truth is the most important value we have, because if the truth does not endure, if the government murders truth, if, it, if we cannot respect the hearts of these people, then this is not the country in which I was born in, and it's certainly not the country that I want to die in. Tennyson wrote, authority forgets a dying king. This was never more true than for John F. Kennedy, whose murder was probably one of the most terrible moments in the history of our country. 
You the people, the jury system sitting in judgment on Clay Shaw, represent the hope of humanity against government power. In discharging your duty and bringing the first conviction in this house of cards against Clay Shaw, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Do not forget your dying king. Show this world that this is still a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. Nothing as long as you live will ever be more important. So this is all about freedom. On yeah, the absolutely. Show. And that's what, uh, for me, we're here, even just hearing shit like that, that gets my imagination running. That gets my creativity going. Mm. Yeah, man. So I'll throw out another quote. Mm -hmm. All right. The right to think is the beginning of freedom. And speech must be protected from the government because speech is the beginning of thought. That was said in the Supreme Court by Justice Anthony M. Kennedy okay. Ashcroft. Okay. Right. Now, if you back that dude or not, I like what he said. Yeah. Right. I like what he said. No, yeah, I'm all with it. You ain't going to silence me for no reason. You know, um, you know, just being able to have that thought and really turn it into something and have that freedom to speak on whatever I choose to speak on and to believe whatever I choose to believe in. It's a fucking powerful thing that, you know, we keep talking about lost art and it keeps coming up for me as well as just to be able to have simple ass conversations can become a lost art. I spoke with this lady the other day. And all I did was just be like, hey, how you doing, ma'am? And she, so, so like the gratitude behind just that little, little statement. Thank you so much. Like, wow, you know, I've been here for X amount of time. And you're the first person that I've even spoken with in a room full of people. Because in my head, that's just some normal shit to do. Maybe with your social norms or being locked up in your own mind. Oh, I don't know that person. I'm not going to say shit. But people do get locked up in their own minds. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. Fuck, even myself. But having that opportunity to say something gets you out of that zone too. Well, for me, it does at least. You know what I mean? And yeah, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna bother block my shine today. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to say. You know, one of my favorite lines during this song, and it, it's probably my one of my favorite lines I've ever written, where it goes, "Pledge allegiance under what." United and don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I think this is one of the ways that Americans are united today. Uh -huh. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. More and more people are not voting. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and a lot of the ones that are, aren't thinking. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> emotion, a lot of emotion is going into this shit instead of really doing your research. Uh, you know, do you like that person or dislike that person? You're not even looking into what they value. You're not even looking into what they want. And what they're trying to bring and offer to the table for the people, too. It's just a popularity contest on who do you like more. You know, we talked about it. You draw that line in the sand and make people pick teams. They're just going to naturally flow with that with that team. You know, mm -hmm. talking, talking politics like that, slightly just for an example, is, you know, simply Democrat, Republican. You draw a line in the sand. I'm naturally going to go this way because that's what I believe in, even though whoever the fuck is a piece of shit. And I don't rock with what they are. And maybe they are still chained up in their own mind, whatever it is. So, um, 
Yeah, man. And you know, people in politics, like I'll, I'll use um, my friend Alona. She came on the podcast. We did the film version of this podcast that you can get on YouTube um, where we talked about the panopticon and, and kind of free thinking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, she's running for governor this year. She yeah. the 2024 election. She's a grassroots candidate. Okay. Right. And, and she is on the democratic platform, but if you listen to some of the things that she talks about, she's talking about some ideas that resonate with Republicans, Yeah, you know? Um, and you know, I think that a lot of our political leaders not her, but I think a lot of people that have been going into politics, they have like these talking points and those talking points are backed by people that are supporting them financially, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say you're a, a union pro candidate, right? Well, of course you're getting money from the unions yeah. to help with your campaign. Mm-hmm. So you're going to talk about things that, that promote them yeah. and you're going to be opposed, to, but it all goes back to money. So you're not always as politicians free to really say exactly what you think. And you're not free to change your mind. Yeah, but you just, you, really, you're just the face of other people's ideas. Yeah. That's, how, that's what I think. That's they, how I feel. They, they pick certain things. And that becomes their platform, but the platform is whatever is being financially supported, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but if you if you listen to the, like the way the media approaches these people, right? Like if you're running for president, and oh, 20 years ago, you didn't say that; yeah, you yeah. voted against that. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Campaign? I think so. I don't know. Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis, man. And exactly what you said, right? He's like, we found a story that, so whatever his name was, what he feels like. And it's about him when he's in like the second grade. And he talks about what he wants to do when he grows up. And one of the things was, you know, I want to live in rainbow land (laughs) where everybody is peaceful and everybody is happy and this, that, and another. And he's like, bro, like I did that when I was a child. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, nope, fuck all that. I'm not living in rainbow land with you, bro. And just just that concept of not being able to flip the script on them. Like, dude, I was a, I was a goddamn kid. You know what I mean? I'm a full grown man now. And my ideas have changed. Mm. And we talk about it, too, is uh, constantly progressing with who you are. And your ideas are going to change. I know mine have. You know what I mean? Dude, I've been to Rainbow Land. You've been to Rainbow Land? I lived there for about eight hours, and then the mushrooms wore off. Yeah, yeah, right back on it, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Yeah, no. But just just that idea in general that it's, I'm I'm more down to rock with people that are constantly evolving in what they believe in and not staying, like you talked about being chained to what your ideology is, to what your paradigm is, to what your belief system is. That should really hold you back from growth from time to time in certain things. Mm. And yeah, man, I'm not. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to be free, I think, because we have this divisive politics and all of our media, including our phones, Mm -hmm. reinforces what we believe. So if you're only watching one news source, your belief systems are probably being reinforced. Your phone knows the algorithms that, that... you already think along these terms, yeah. right? So it reinforces it's keep stories. the same shit that you, you're just going to keep you following up to what you already think you know. 
And my phone, to be honest, is confused as fuck because I research ideas that are things I don't necessarily always what are believe. What we doing in. right now, bro? Your phone don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Sybil on the phone, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, this is the show that we're doing here where we have the right to be wrong. And the reason why that became one of the core philosophies of this show mm -hmm. is, is we have the right to change our mind. Yeah. So if you're looking back and you're like, oh, damn, this motherfucker said this, you know? Yeah. And, and when he used that argument against me at later on, whatever, yeah, you cool, know, I whatever. changed my mind. And you know what? That was like one of the things in my head too, like, yo, this shit's going to live forever somewhere. Yeah. You know, this going to live forever somewhere. What if, you know, X, Y, and Z or what, when this gets brought back up, we're like, oh, psh, that was X amount of years ago or whatever the case is. And just having that simple little thought in my head, knowing that I do have the ability and the fucking right to just be like, bro, that was just an old idea that I had. I've done X, Y, and Z since then. Grown, that I've changed. It's, it's just flush it, move on to the next play, right? That, that was some shit that already happened. Let's, you know what I mean? Okay, did I say it? Cool. Do I still feel that way? No. There if I go. still felt the same way that I did six months, ten years ago, whatever, bro, you wouldn't I, be a I nomad. Would not, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. You wouldn't be a nomad. Not at all. You wouldn't be a free thinker. Mm -mm. Yeah, imperfectly human, dude. We have the right to change our mind, and and the thing is, we might get exposed to ideas on this show or in art that changes the way we see the world, which Absolutely. is what I think art is supposed to do. Yeah, it's perspective, perception, how you looking at it, how you taking it in and processing it and pumping it back out through your own ideas, through your own imagination, whatever. Mm. You know, it's not it's not too often I do uh, lyrics from the past mm -hmm. on the show. I usually crack some lyrics off from the on the the song that we're doing, but there was a song that I did a long time ago, uh, churches. It's on the, um, I want to say on the second album I did. Um, and it, it, it's one of those songs that kind of get overlooked a little bit because it touches a nerve, mm -hmm. right? It's a very sensitive topic because well. I'm, I'm actually calling out churches in this song, but I'll hit some of those, um, some of those lyrics yeah, yeah. and it, it might cause people to shut off the show at this point. <laughs> you Give know? it a chance. You're going to be all right. So we don't practice censorship, which means we don't, every idea is, is being able to be talked about. And you might hear the word motherfucker from time to time, yeah, but yeah. Um, we practice self-censorship where we try to be respectful. Absolutely. And on this topic, um, I was definitely speaking my thoughts and um, let's just say I'm a little bit of a nomad mm -hmm. and, you know, keep in mind, I was Christian at one time and I have since ceased mm -hmm. to become Christian. And to me, I see there's some oppressive thought patterns with what I believe, okay. with what I believe, yeah, yeah. right? So Amori for the Lord, this armor they wear, they love to frame themselves forever with prayer seen above us on the low down here down in our sin and faithful fear guilt chained albatross dragon necks bent knees tempered willed lowered heads 10 percent ties like clockwork set god's house is chained up into the rent Three and a half mil for the house on a hill. Archdiocese, tell us how you keeping it real. The self-ordained equate to blessings of God. Questions I got, slack filling they jaws. Riddle me this, Jet City priest. How should I pray? Down on my knees with a handful of cash, eyes swimming with need. Tell me how many altar boys you greased walking the street. 
bit awkward being a modern day priest. Mm. I give them so much shit, it covers their teeth. I can't stand the smell with every word that they breathe, but it's better than hearing those lies they speak. Mm. And, you yeah. know, the, some hard ass lyrics. Say, said something like, down on my knees, you got a fistful of cash. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet like, your eyes looking like, yo, fucking help. And you just over here. Stunt showing on my motherfucking ass. Dude, and I picture that long-term chaining. Yeah. Right? I'm chained up to this shit, but yeah, I got to give 10% of my uh, uh, wages. Those are my ties. Go ahead and pass the plate around. And the time. offering is a little bit <laughs> beyond that. Yeah. But here in the city of Seattle, Jet City, right? Yeah. Um, the Archdiocese lives in a $3.5 million home. Mm. $3.5 million for yeah. his house. And he's a priest, right? So the motherfucker live alone. Yeah, Jesus was a carpenter, right? Yeah. Do you think he helped at all build that motherfucker? <laughs> I don't think that the Archdiocese of Seattle did. <laughs> and I wonder how many homeless could live in that fucking house. I bet. But yeah. I bet you he don't open the door to them. Yeah. I bet you they would get a trespassing charge if those motherfuckers came and sat on his grass. Yeah. And he don't pay taxes. All I'm saying is, as a nomad... Like I sit there and think about this shit yeah. and I speak about it mm -hmm. and maybe somebody doesn't like it. Yeah, that's fine. Right. But this is free speech. Absolutely. So bring it back to this topic, right? I think free speech, it, it takes freedom of thought. And what that means to me is that sometimes you'll look at things, right? Like if you believe in uh, abortion should be outlawed, you should be open to see the argument from the other side. Mm -hmm. Are you? Yeah. Right? Will it change your mind? Could it, could it ever change your mind? Are you so fixated on your belief system that you just won't have it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this to me is, is the heart of a nomad, is somebody that will constantly challenge their own truth in their heart with yeah. new information. I'll show you my new book I'm working on. FYM by ICE. FYM. Yeah, fuck y'all motherfuckers. It's a strong title. Yeah, because it was written from a strong mindset. So you know how when people mess with you and put you through a lot of shit, you know, and, and you, you feel bad and then they put you through some more shit and it is like you get tired of it and you feel just like FYM. Fuck y'all motherfuckers, you know? And see, that's what the whole riots was all about. The riots was one big FYM. Fuck y'all motherfuckers. Are you planning a follow-up to this book? Oh, for certain, because I got a lot more to say. I think it's going to be called ASMD and suck my dick, you know? I was going to have it ASMBD and suck my black dick, but I'm more of a mocha-colored motherfucker, so that didn't really work. Besides, that was four letters, and it didn't really fit on there that well. Absolutely. It's just that, that concept of, okay, I see that. Yeah. I see that. What, what is that doing to me? Right. Is that is that something that like I, I say it all the goddamn time, man. I'm never going to be just quick to just jump on somebody else's idea, but I will give that chance to help. You know, I'll, I'm cool with the arguments. We can go back and forth all goddamn day about any topic, really. Mm. I can have my own beliefs. You have yours. The world has theirs. We can go all day about this shit. And even if it's something that I'm not familiar with or if it's something that I, I do really believe in. I'm still open to hearing a different side of it, right? And what that does for me is it gives me a chance, once you like kind of how you said, to question my own thinking, mm. 
to, you know, give myself that opportunity to be like, yo, am I holding me back because I'm so stuck in this one dimensional side of my thought process of what I do believe in? Yeah, man. I try to live in that fourth dimension. Oh, yeah. We're in the 3D world right mm -hmm. here, but there's a spiritual side of yeah, this out thing. Out of body. And that's that fourth dimension. Out of body. All right. So here's something. The concept of freedom is linked closely to the ideas of responsibility and autonomy. If you don't know what autonomy is, it's self-governing, mm -hmm. right? In the, in the second verse of this song, I talk about automatons, and I spend some time on that. Mm -hmm. um, but freedom implies having personal responsibility. It gives you responsibility. Like, I am responsible for me, uh, for what I choose to do, and for the type of person I want to become. Yeah. That's the kind of freedom that I'm talking about mm -hmm. in this song. Um, and I, I spent some time on this song talking about automatons. And for, for people that can't picture what an automaton is, it's anything that is self-governing to a certain degree. Think about a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, yeah. You wind that motherfucker up, and after you let go of that thing that you wound it up with, yeah, yeah. it does its thing. Mm-hmm. Right, it just kind of plays some music for a minute and then pops the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. right. It doesn't have to think. Mm -hmm. it does its fucking role. It yeah, does yeah. its job. Yeah, yeah. Right, but you winding it up has set that shit in motion. Mm -hmm. Right. So how many uh, people listened to those lyrics and got wound the fuck up? Oh, bro, they tight right now. Oh, they real tight. Now, if you're a nomad, if you're pressing forward and you probably, listening, you probably went like this and listening to me drone on on this shit yeah. <laughs> anyway maybe it, you're not an automaton I, even myself i just went huh right just think about the fucking thing for a second yes, right just think about it just think about it and maybe you maybe you disagree that's okay but give it a huh but you know what if you disagree <laughs> bring me an argument yeah come on i'm ready i want to talk about that shit yeah let's do the damn thing man i'm waiting for a christian to save my ass we're gonna be waiting help me see the light <laughs> I want to believe. I do. Uh, I'm, but I'm a Taoist, man. I'm in the moment. Yeah, yeah. come on. Right here, right now, shit. Mm. All right. So freedom that comes from self-mastery is the kind of freedom I'm talking about. Self-realization. Mm -hmm. But you got you to gotta have the freedom of thought to be able to become self-realized. Also the freedom to dream, right? Because it's, it's one thing, too, to be like, all right, this is me, and I'm such a free-willed thinking person, but what else, right? Like, just to be able to have the freedom of thought to dream fucking bigger than what you think that you are. I keep saying it. I'm going to say it every goddamn time. Give yourself the opportunity to be great. And if you're not, if you're not dreaming, if you're not dreaming and people think you're crazy, then dreams ain't big enough, man. Right? And... For me personally, I'm not going to be sitting here complacent with what I want. I'm going to give myself the opportunity. I'm going to think outside of that box. I'm really just really pressed for what I believe in and where I see myself and where I want to be. But at the end of the day, this shit needs to be earned too. And if I'm not giving myself the chance to think outside of the box, to hear new ideas, to get a different perspective, where's the growth behind that? You're going to be stuck in your old ways doing the same old shit. I'm sitting here trying to build myself up for a big blast off, bro. That's some come to Jesus ideas, dude. <laughs> you know, like some people don't have any belief in themselves or they are in a place where they can't even envision things, yeah. you know, like that's the long-term chaining. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. When I, uh, 20 years ago, this has been on my mind, uh, this, this 
last couple of weeks because it was 20 years ago that um, I got a DUI. It was my first DUI ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was a single parent at the time and I was, I was terrified that I would lose my daughter because of that DUI. Yeah. Um, I thought my uh, ex-wife's mother, my, my mother-in-law would have um, tried to get custody mm-hmm. and she didn't. But um, in fact, I had nothing but support. Yeah. But that was my fear, yeah. right? And and to be honest, when I thought about what I wanted out of life, the only thing I had wanted at that time in my life was just to be a father. Fuck yeah. There no, wasn't I, nothing I, else, I, I've dude. I've been there too. Worse. But I didn't envision, I never dreamed bigger. Yeah. Right? And if I, if I could have told uh, the past me from future me what life would be like today, yeah. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, bad. No, I understand. I understand completely. You know, certain things happen in life, especially as dad. Yeah. Right? I've had shit happen to me as a father where it's like, all I need to focus on right now is my son. You know what I mean? And But once you, like you said, if I was to look back at my life right around the time I figured out I was going to be a dad. You know, my son was born when I was 24 years old. I was just a pup, bro. I was a young kid. And it almost halted anything that I wanted to really do, you know, and it did take years of fucking, gr- I'm still learning shit every day about being a father. That's just never going to change. Right. I'm 24 years old and winging it. Now I have a good idea of what that looks like. Right. But if I would have gave myself the shot, even then mm. to attempt the shit that I'm attempting now, you know, not only am I there for my kids, but I'm something that can be inspirational to them. You know, that's what you hear that all the time from your parents. Hopefully that's the way I was raised. You know, we talked about it before. You, you can, I could be anything I want to be except for it could have been. My father told me that shit when I was a little ass kid and it still mm. sticks with me to this day. I'll be everything but a could have been. Still think you need to write that song, man. Yeah, it's, it's in the works, actually. Could have. It's in the works. Shoulda, I got some, shoulda, could have. I got some things in the works <laughs> for it. Dude, I think it's a great idea, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. All right. Um, what are the limits of individual freedom? in a civilized society. You know how I get down first rule, no rules, right? But gotta not, be some though, yeah, right? Yeah, like don't murder and weird and shit like that. You know what I mean? But- You know, people practice love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't need laws like to say don't murder, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you really break it down in my head, things are so much more simple than they seem. Like life in general, like it's a real motherfucker sometimes, right? And it'd be kicking the shit out of me. But if I just simplify everything that I'm doing and keep my principles of that love, you know, I say it all the time. I just want peace of mind and good love. That shit will keep me fueled for the rest of my life. I got those two things. I got a little bit of peace of mind with who I am internally, externally. I have a peace of mind of who I am, what I want, what I can offer the world. And I get a little bit of good love. I get a little bit of good support. Mm. fucking that's that's a send-off man that's i'm out of there i got this shit and i can really break it down to those two factors with what i need i don't need a big old crazy fucking mansion i don't need the yacht i don't need the freshest gear i don't need none of that shit give me peace of mind a little bit of good love and watch how well you see me operate right those are the two things that i've broken it down to and simplify it dumb it down and that's what helps me amplify everything that i am 
Dude, my goal is to get a house so I could have a dog. <laughs> yeah, right. And the house is like, I don't even give a fuck. Give me a house. Yeah, I'm more because I want a dog. Right now, in the, at this point in my life, I'm more of like, I'm more of a cat person. Because mm. I could just be like, what up? And the cat just be like, what up? And I'll be like, what up? And then we just go fuck off our separate ways. You got food? Cool. I got no mad. Cool. Exactly. There are no mad. That's why we rock with each other. Dude, my uh, one of my best friends uh, is Shelly, right? And, um, you know, I, I talk to her all the time. She's got this cat. Um, it is one of the most loving cats you'll ever come across. Yeah. But it's not afraid of people. Mm-hmm. It's not an idiot, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you come in, it's going to have you on the radar yeah, for a minute up. and Who see you? how you operate. Right. Yeah. You know, operate. But um, I said to her I, this week, I said, you know, I said, cats live a charmed life when they're a well-taken-care-of animal. Mm-hmm. Right. They have all their needs met and they tend to be just generally happy. Yeah. Right. And what I said to her was, is this is what the human race could be like if we just cared for one another. Just chilling. If we just cared for one another. Mm-hmm. Right. And our needs were met. Yeah. This is what it could be like. We'd be loving, open, murdering Fucking shit like that. Happy. We're, yeah. Just simple. Why are we not free to be this? Civilization is crumbling. Uh, I think it's just the standard of what life is the expectation and the standard of what other people's ideas are too. Mm. Like what a good father looks like to me versus you versus, you know what I'm saying? Uh, women around the world really trying to do their thing and hold shit the fuck down and take both my hats off for that shit. Like that is cheers to you. You know, I, w- I was a kid that grew up with a single mom, but in my situation, my dad was all there all the goddamn time he's still just a phone call away you know Mm. coaching all the teams and being a part of it but they see a little mixed kid white mom black dad they're just assuming my dad's not around is he in oakland still no no he's 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 in he's in uh seattle area okay so you know what i'm saying we uh we don't get to see each other as often uh but we chat all the time man i talk to him i make it i make it apparent and he makes a, a parent to make sure that we are still in communication at all times. Yeah, that's some important road work right man, there. It just really is. It's just simple little things, yeah. right? Yo, what's up? You catch the game? Yeah. Or fucking goddamn, this goddamn defense coordinator's tripping. Little things. Or just, what's up? Checking up on you. That shit goes a long way. That's what feeds into my peace of mind, right? It's just little fucking words of wisdom, really. Mm. Even when I uh, stepped back and coached peewee football, I used to get done with my practices at the high school, We'd mob down to the elementary school and work with kids, right? And two things that happened to me my first year of coaching, maybe three. uh, One, I respected the fuck out of my dad. Like, yo, you were a brilliant coach. The majority of the time, he wasn't really that, that pops that was just helping me get better, just helping his son get better. No, he was helping the rest of the team get better because they honestly, I was a fucking baller, man. He was helping the rest of the team and then checking on upon me. Like, you good? You got this? I know you got this, right? Yeah, okay. Each one, teach one. Exactly. And then when I started coaching, I loved the shit. And what I went by, my little philosophy in my head was little words of wisdom, right? These little kids were talking about. How do you inspire them with just little words of wisdom? And it also helped me be like, damn, I think I'm going to be a fucking great father one day. You know what I mean? I don't... These are somebody else's kids, and I'm super inspirational to them. Man. They're true leaders at service yeah. to the people around them. Mm-hmm. And and the way that they, they a true leader serves them 
And this is what I think leadership is, is someone that has the ability to put together a plan that other people want to get behind. Yeah. And as a leader, that's what you've got to do is you got to be of service to them mm-hmm. to help that plan become yeah. realized, yeah. right? Because I think really good things um, can often be complicated, right? Like they say the best ideas are simple and that's true. Mm-hmm. But if you want to really affect some big change, yeah. it's usually a complicated- There's a lot of fucking- Process. Yeah, there's a lot in the works when it comes to the grand scheme of things, Yeah, right? But depending on who you're working with, just an example, back to the coaching thing, they don't know the master plan, but they know if I can fucking inspire them, they're going to get behind this shit and they're going to yeah. band together, right? Or even with what we got going on right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, once again, I walk into every episode blind. <laughs> yeah, I don't if, know what the people fuck don't we're know, getting ready to say. If people don't know, that's kind of this show is um, I do research and I come in a little bit with some ideas that I want to put out. Mm-hmm. But I don't exactly know everything that I'm going to say either. Yeah. Um, but my partners never know what the fuck is coming know. up. And nope. next week... And when I flip the script on y'all, we're going to flip the script and I'm not going to know what the fuck uh, Papa Brown is going to bring to the table. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to respond to his. It it, it could be a completely different tone. It could be who knows. Who knows? We got we got to crack into that a little bit more. But at the same time, it's 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 such a beautiful thing for me to come into these situations. Maybe the first one or two, you know, the anticipation was like, oh, fuck. Dude, I might find some Jesus next week. What the fuck is this guy fucking curious (laughs) about to get into this week? Goddamn. But now I sit down, I got my little coffee or my little Red Bull, and I'm just big chilling. Like, let's get it. Let's get after it. And that's the art of conversation. Beautiful fucking thing, y'all. Here's the question. Should we tolerate unlimited freedom of speech, no matter how offensive the views are that are expressed? It, for me, it's just back. To, I just think about my kids and my son, especially because he's in elementary school right now. Like, what are you telling them there? That's that's something that should be fucking thought about. But when it comes to this podcast and how I feel in the world and the conversations that people should be having. I don't think anything's really off the fucking table like that. Or at least put just to be put up for discussion. Not saying we have to agree or right away, but just to be able to debate and speak your truth or whatever the fuck the case is. I think first rule, no rules, man. And see, even in school. So I'll say this, you know, last last year I pointed out um, by February of last year, there was 88 gag orders written into policy into our curriculum. What What month was that? Uh, that was by February of last year. Mm-hmm. What, so, what month is February? Yeah, it's only a little bit into the school year. Black right? History Month, though. Too. Oh shit! Uh, well, see, a lot of those, a lot of those um, policies, they dealt with the language surrounding things like race, yeah. right? Because there's, you know, this this movement that's happened. But the thing that caught me uh, up was uh, the thing that, around science, mm. right? Like they actually said in this new policy that they want it put out any information unless it was facts. Yeah. Okay, but here's the dangerous thing. That sounds good. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh yeah, science, we're only going to put out facts. Science is hypothetical theory. It's hypotheticals. Thing. You're exploring ideas. So when you said, you know, in school, like you would be concerned about certain ideas being put out there. I think all ideas should be put out there. Yeah. Right? It, this is the place that we explore things with critical thinking okay, but- where we have the ability to pick apart ideas. Mm-hmm. Public's out there throwing darts at a board, sport. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. 
Read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. You're not as smart as I thought you were, buddy boy. Ever wonder why fund managers can't beat the S&P 500? Because they're sheep. And sheep get slaughtered. And I don't think that's our school system today. I think the information comes at people. Mm-hmm. And you've got to regurgitate that information back onto the test in yeah. order to get the grade. Yeah. So are you going to produce and get your paycheck at the end of the job? Are you going to do what you're told? It's just preparing us to work, yeah, not preparing that's us to think. That's what I'm think. saying. It's like, but even for me, man, like, even when I was young, I, I would always, I've always been really, really good with fucking numbers. I, I feel like I've always mm-hmm. been really good at writing and speech and things like that. Um, and in math, I used to not do the work. Like when I was just showing your work, I used to do it, not the way you were supposed to, but still come up with the same answer. And I sat there and I argued like, Oh, you have to do it this way. Well, why the fuck would I do it that way? When this is how my brain works, this is how I'm thinking. And I still get the same exact fucking result. It's just because you want me to do it. Cause everybody else is doing it. I don't think like that. I don't have the ability to twist my mind, to warp it to what you want it to be. This is how the fuck I think we get the same goddamn answer. What's the difference? Hmm. All right. Or even with writing, you know what I'm saying? When they did the Washington state test, got fucking three and a half hour test back in the day. Three and a half hours. One fucking writing thing. Three and a half hours. Bro, I got that shit done in 45 minutes. Took a nap for the rest of the shit. And that was my (laughs) highest score on all of those tests I took. All right. And I just took the topic, took what I did know, flipped it to make it sense. They don't know if I'm bullshitting or not, Mm. but I know how to piece words together in that particular thing. You know, when we're on here, this is live. This is raw. This is who the fuck I am. You guys are getting tapped into my brain, all right? But when it come to, came down to something like that, I could just bullshit it a little bit and keep it pushing. And in their head, oh, wow, this guy got it. But for me, I was like, that was some bullshit-ass assignment, and I just pretended the whole goddamn time. So what are you really grading? What are you really testing for? You know what I mean? Are you smart, or do you just fucking study good? They're guiding thought, dude. That's, yeah. that's to me, what it is. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the cancel culture. We're going to cancel ideas before you get there. Yeah, fuck off. You know, so, and, th- and this is what I mean by the, uh, should we be able to talk about anything with free speech? You know, and right now we've got this cancel culture thing. But here's the thing, right? To actually have uh, an intelligent conversation like we're doing on this show, if I put out some crazy fucking idea, right? You're not going to really want to talk about that. And other people probably aren't going to want to listen. Yeah, yeah. No, right? I understand. So, you know, I always go back to this, you know, idea when I, when I talk about self-censorship and how we don't censor on this show, right? Like if we were doing an ep- episode on the, the benefits of pedophilia or yeah. necrophilia, you get right? fucking put in headlock are, and fed a thousand nobody's going to want to listen to that <laughs> shit. I don't want to talk about that no. shit. I don't want to be in a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You know, if they just came out the gate and said, yeah, I believe in being a necrophilia. You're like, you're a sick fucking yeah. bastard. And <laughs> that's we ain't the way I ain't got nothing else to say. That's the way I would feel. But the reason why we don't have to censor that type of stuff in our society mm-hmm. is, guess what? Nobody's going to give a fuck. No. You know, stuff that gets supported is going to float to the top. It's going to be whatever, out there. Whatever there's the, like I said, draw that line in the sand and whoever has the most fucking people on that side is going to push whatever narrative needs to be pushed. When Black Lives Matter first got put out as a concept, yeah. the reason why it blew the fuck up is because this stuff was a concern for people. It was on the minds of people. Yeah. It got a reaction. All of a sudden that phrase was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it mattered to people. Yeah. It was in 
important and it still fucking is. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I said necrophilia matters, yeah, that shit probably won't catch. Crickets, bro. Right. <laughs> so this is this is uh, something that comes out when you have free speech. Yeah. Right. There's certain shit that just nobody's going to talk about it. Yeah. Nobody give a fuck. Yeah. That's why this show is uncensored. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about every goddamn thing possible, but there's certain things that we practice self-censorship yeah. on that why the fuck yeah, would we what's, talk what's about the necrophilia? A, what's the conversation with that? Like, there isn't one, you know? Yeah, there's nothing to learn yeah, from necrophilia. There, what, what is that? Not some shit that I'm, we fucking talking about right now at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, challenges to free thinking. Mm. This, is, this is what I came up with from my research this week. There's three things I'm going to talk about. Social media echo chambers that reinforces biases. Mm. Censorship debates and the impact of misinformation on critical thinking is number two. And number three, balancing diverse perspectives, fostering open dialogue are crucial for cultivating a genuine free thinking environment. Um, any one of those things stuck out in your mind? The, the last one especially. Balancing diverse perspectives. Yeah. How, do, how do you balance Just, different perspectives? I was, I was always, even as a kid and as a man now, it's, um, this phrase always came up for me and it was just simply, what if you think about it like this, right? And that can come from these conversations that we're having. This can come from um, a workplace thing or a leadership role or whatever it is where people have certain ideas and you're like, okay, I see where you're going with that. But what if you think about like that, that, just that what if, what if you think about it like this, that can generate a whole new fucking perspective and a way of thinking for everybody, including myself when I asked that. Oh, that's, that's the one that kind of really stuck to me the most. Do you try food from different cultures when people All put some shit out there? All the time, yeah. Yeah. What was the first time? What was the first thing you thought the first time you saw some uh, octopus and shit like oh, that? I was with it. If it swims, let let me get that. But okay. This reminds me of my fucking best homie in the goddamn world, right? Um, his parents are from Iran and Persian cat and uh, my boy. The first time I went to, you know, we we spent a lot of time together as kids. That's my best fucking friend. We're still friends to this day. And, you know, their culture of food from the names to what it looks like to, you know what I mean? The visuals, the smells, it's all like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, this is blah, 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 blah. You got to try it. And you're looking at it like, I don't know about all this shit, man. But then you say, fuck it. I trust this guy. If this is some shit that he rocks with, let me, let me just keep, let me just try it. Right. And it ends up being some of the best shit you've ever tried before. Right. Mm. So it's just just that simple example to not get so goddamn caught up with what you and only you see as right or wrong or whatever the case is. Try something new, bro. It'll probably fuck up your perspective a little bit. And then you get more opportunities to continue to grow, to continue to pro or progress with what you are soaking in. And that's what a fucking true nomad is, really. Yeah. Right? Is a bunch of different perspectives, but still holding core values, but, you know, taking on some of those other values from other cultures, from other people, from other free thinkers, right? See, I'm a nobody, but there's some limits, right? Oh, yeah. Like I watched the, this movie back when I was young, the Faces of Death movies. I don't know if you ever watched any of those. They're, no. they're like uh, real deaths that happened on camera yeah i'm not into that shit i i i was when i was like young i thought yeah, it was yeah. kind of cool because yeah. i was 
17, you know, and I was fucking yeah. that dangerous, crazy motherfucker <laughs> that liked that shit, right? I'm like, let's watch Faces of Death 3, you know? <laughs> but in one Third of one those movies, dude, some of it was kind of entertaining. But yeah. one of those movies, I, I never forget this, they talked about uh, different cultures, right? And they had this monkey. Yeah. Right, this motherfucking monkey was sitting there at the table, and they put this thing around him, like closed his neck up around this fucking table, mm. and this monkey's like flipping around like this and looking every which way, and people are sitting at this dinner table, little hammers. Oh God! Yeah, they cracked that motherfucking monkey's damn. head open huh. and just went to eating monkey brains. Damn! I was like, ah. and you said this was like. This yeah. was like a movie scripted thing. No, no, no. It's, it's or this it's, is real motherfuckers. This is real death. monkey brains. This movie is called Faces of Death. Well, it was like a documentary style shit. thing, yeah. right? And they were like doing this exploration into death. But you know, people like back then were just like, "This is cool, man. Let's yeah. smoke some weed and watch Faces of Death." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And not all of it was like gruesome like that. Yeah, but right? still. But it was all real death. Yeah, yeah. And you're seeing people really fucking die, which was twisted. But the point is, I'm pretty free thinking about a lot of shit. But if I sit down at the table and motherfucker brings in a monkey yeah. and puts that little death trap table up. What, what, what you doing with these hammers, out the hammers, <laughs> dude. My free nomad ass is going to be out the yeah, door. good. Eating no goddamn monkey brains. I'm sorry. Yeah. What do you say? My name Bennett and I ain't in it. Fuck all that. <laughs> Uh, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> but yeah, just just um, and fucking bringing it back to uh, just about the progression and your and changing and transitioning of the ability to think freely. Mm. I don't know if we'd be homies like that if we was still on that shit, bro. Yeah, there, you know there's know limits. I mean? <laughs> there's some, there's and this is self censorship. You know but what it's, I mean? And it's also the ability to be like reassess and uh, I changed my mind about that. Right. But you know, I, you know, whatever. I might bring up some animal rights about that myself. Yeah. I might have that part of my conversation. Yeah. But I understand that there's different cultures, and um, you know, maybe monkey brain breath is cool in yeah. some circles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just not one I'm a part of. <laughs> but I see you from afar. I see you. Yeah, I went to a bullfight down in uh, down in Tijuana when I was young. I was 25, uh -huh. and I thought it was going to be cool, and then I didn't like it. Yeah. I felt bad for the bull, man. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the people that I went with, they said, you know, uh, this is part of the culture of the people here yeah. because that meat it's, it's feeding is valuable. A lot of people. It's valuable. So, so and that's, that goes back to the perspective. Yeah. It's right? not necessarily my culture, but you have to appreciate it and respect it because of the, the, the process of it, right? They're not just fucking murdering a bull they're feeding a cow well they kind of were but, <laughs> I, but i'm just it's not it's more than just that right yeah, like yeah, a bunch yeah. of people get fed from that yeah okay i see you yeah you know yeah. what i mean if they're just like yeah fuck off bull left them there and we're animals yeah i get it right we're animals like it. we animals feed on animals mm -hmm. right in the end uh but yeah it is kind of cruel to the fucking bull yeah. hang on bullshit dude um but i kind of got it i yeah. kind of got it you know i just didn't want to go like back. i said i see it i see it but yeah. but from over here all right, so this is a quote. The smallest minority on earth is the individual. Mm. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. But I feel that. Ayn Rand said that. Mm. I guess that's how you pronounce the name. A-Y-N, Ayn, 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 I guess, I don't know. Ayn Rand. I just got the quote off the internet. I thought yeah. that shit was No, it's fine. pretty hard. 
I, I like a, I like to hit the instant replay button a few more times on, on certain things throughout that. Can you run that back for me and the people one yeah, more time? Yeah, the smallest minority on earth is the individual, the nomad. Mm. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. Yeah. You ain't fighting for yourself. How are you going to fight for the people? You got to defend the individual's right to be an individual and to form their own opinions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and not ostracize them because guess what? Maybe they're in church, but they're for abortion. Yeah. You know, if you're in church, you might not speak out on that. Yeah. Right. You not might you might not make that. You might keep it in secret. Mm-hmm. You know, but you might not say, you know what? I'm all about somebody having the right to have an abortion. I don't believe in it myself. I want to get it myself because that's just not the way I believe. But I see somebody's legal rights and me, I can't tell them what to do with their fucking bodies, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I get that. I but get that. I don't think you get that voiced mm. in a church today. A lot of these things too, man, is like, you know, we talk about, or you talked about mashing in a fucking monkey brain. Okay, that's something <laughs> I don't really want to talk about. But you bring up topics like this. Yeah. And a lot of fucking people just don't even want to have the conversation, right? And they're already made up their mind or it's uncomfortable or whatever the fuck the case is. They don't even have the ability to speak on no shit like this. That's just what it is. It's concrete. They ain't here on your side. They're waiting for their turn to talk or for you to just shut the fuck up, right? Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that I can uh, continue to be the individual and have that individuality. Dude, we are running out of time. We have about three minutes left, and there's some shit I haven't even got to. Mm. Um, so, a couple of things I want to throw out, right? This is also a quote. I disprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Okay, say that. Right? Yeah. I, I love that shit, and I, I, like think that's, I think that's an American thing, right? As nomads practicing free speech, I should defend your right to the death to be able to say what you say. Remember back in the Black Lives Matter when all that started and uh, Kaepernick took the knee and all the vets got super pissed? One of the things that got uh, missed by that whole argument was Kaepernick had actually asked the long snapper from the Seahawks during the game that he took the knee, hey, I know you're in the military right now, Mr. Long Snapper, Mm -hmm. Nate, whatever the fuck his name was. I'm probably disrespecting the dude by not remembering his name. I think it was Nate... Boyle or something like that. Anyways, he was in the military mm-hmm. and Kaepernick asked him, how do I show respect? This is what I want to do. I want to bring some attention to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And the guy says, well, we would take a knee. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And even with that, any conversations that I've ever had with people and about that specifically is they took what he was trying to push and flip that narrative a little bit of it being insulting Versus like, no, 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 it's no disrespect towards them. This is for something completely right, different. Right, And you're taking, you're taking what I'm trying to push and you're saying, oh, fuck all this, which naturally is drawing that line in the sand and getting people to choose sides. Mm-hmm. Always disrespecting the military. No, 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 no. He's standing up for people. Yeah, this is American. He's standing up for people in a peaceful truck and protest. This is American. So why are you trying to tell him that, oh, yeah, it's, this is all vets should be pissed and cops or whatever the fuck the case is. You draw that line in the sand and now people are getting pushed out a certain image, a certain type of whatever the fuck you want to call it of what he was actually doing and what the concept and what the goal was is to be like simply Black Lives Matter. And isn't that this what the flag stands for? This is all it is. We're just like you. Yeah. This shit fucking, we matter. I'm important. 
Wasn't that what the flag stands for is challenging authority and oppression? Yeah. But, you know, we mentioned a little, we mentioned it last episode. Let's see what happens when they try to take them same motherfuckers guns away. They going to trip. <laughs> and that shit might not be as peaceful as what Cap did. Well, excessive freedom can, uh, without, you know, excessive freedom without responsibility and, and boundaries can lead to chaos no, and, and social risks, yeah, I right? It. I think there should be some boundaries to the the things that we do, but I think it comes down to respecting one another, right? Like on this show, we say we, we practice self-censorship and that's kind of like the boundary that I've set, mm-hmm. right? Where there's some things that I know people don't want to hear about. There's some things that I don't want to talk about, right? Um, not that I won't, but I, I just don't think it's appropriate for the show. Like we mentioned necrophilia or, yeah. or pedophilia. Yeah, like who the uh, fuck gives yeah, a fuck? No one cares. <laughs> right? Right. But at the same time, um, you know, there's also some other like boundaries that I've set. I really don't want to be that gotcha podcast where yeah. if somebody expresses an idea. I just go on the fucking attack. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to hear you. Just give me, get, it's that, huh? You know, spark the thought a little bit. Just throw that perspective around a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't have to change my whole fucking ideas of what I believe in. But even questioning, you know, getting me to question my own ideas is something fucking beautiful in that because it's going to change your perspective a little bit or it's going to help validate what you already feel, right? Mm. See, I think there's a lot of systemic racism that exists. Mm -hmm. Um, And if people don't know what that means, that there's things that's built into policy that um, is racist in in and of itself. And I'll go back to... um, uh, you know, when, when Brown was versing the uh, uh, Supreme Court, mm-hmm. right, where, where Brown's argument was that all education isn't equal. There was this, this policy that was put forth uh, separate but equal. Have you ever heard of yeah, that? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, you know where it started? Put me on. Trains. Okay, but yeah, I got you. Trains. Yeah, when I got people you. were riding around in trains, they said, all right, you're going to have separate boxcars for black people. You can ride that train. People. It's not this one. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was uh, this boxcar over here. That's what, that's what I mean. You can, you can be on a train, but just not, 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 yeah, this, not in this boxcar. Not over here. It, it, it's, it's, it's same kind of seating, right? It's all equal seating. Is it though? The, the, this seat is no different than this seat. Is it though? Exactly. <laughs> is you, it though? you might not have quite easy access to the bathroom yeah, from this yeah, seat yeah. over here. But, and that was the thing that Brown proved is that the, the schools that were separate and supposedly equal weren't, yeah. right? But here's, here's the thing, and I don't want to make this thing about race. Yeah, yeah. I think there's other things that are in our system that keep things from being equal, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at our politics, mm-hmm. right? These are your choices, Republican or Democrat. Yeah. If you vote for somebody that's that Green Party on environmental issues, People think, oh, I'm throwing away my vote. Yeah, but but what the fuck really matters, man? Yeah. What if a third of the people in this country that don't vote all of a sudden do? Yeah, that green going to light up the fucking board. That green might. You know, maybe the people that feel like they're throwing away their vote, dude, maybe if they actually spoke up, spoke out. I'm I'm just one of those people that like, who really gives a fuck if we ain't got nowhere to be? Mm. If we don't got nowhere to live, who, who cares what the fuck the laws are and what... What's getting put out there? Who cares? We ain't got nowhere to be at to do that. I think 
control and and this is what the nomad has to battle against is the rampant misinformation that is spreading online to be able to question some of this right mm -hmm. um, some of the potential abuse of individual liberties that result in in and uh, the information that's being put out there right so we have to kind of balance freedom with accountability absolutely and as an individual I have to be accountable to look at the information and weigh mm -hmm. all sides of an argument you know um, so do you got anything in closing? I didn't really get to half the shit I wanted to talk yeah, about. No, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, as always, give yourself the fucking opportunity to be great. Think outside of the box a little bit. Don't be chained up in your own fucking head. Get it out there. Go throw a goddamn high five. I've written this shit down the other day. Um, and it, I just think it kind of fits with, you know, kind of being trapped in your own mind, uh, chained up in your own mind, whether it's your ideas or pain or hurt or fear. And I said, uh, pride turned my pride turned my power to pain, but now I pivot with purpose. Woo. This motherfucker's gonna get smooth on the mic, y'all. <laughs> you got I'm waiting for Papa Brown to start doing some recording and get <laughs> yeah, out. We got out, some things out. in the works, man. Um I heard him do a little stuff this morning in the car on the way over. Man's gonna come. I got something for that ass. Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Cash it did not get, can spend over there mm -hmm. or is it just talk, man? Oh no, no. We we, okay. we anything but it could have been, right? <laughs> He's bringing it back to the truth to power come on all right so i really don't have anything to close this thing out myself i'm gonna throw out something that one of my heroes said and he said blind belief is what blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of truth yeah and i'll say that one more time i like that instant replay blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of truth he was a nomad. Yeah, come on. You want to take a stab at who that might have been? Just tell you what, motherfucker is a famous scientist. Is it like the most well-known fucking scientist ever? Is that some Einstein oh, shit? Oh, that motherfucker got it, dude. <laughs> that motherfucker got it. That's Albert uh, Einstein. The motherfucker that said, if you leave your education up to the schools... You're mm -hmm. probably going to be a corpse. Yeah, you might be fucked. A living corpse. Yep, and he is an MC, you squares. Yeah. <laughs> he said, don't leave your education up to the yeah. authorities or the school. You got to educate yourself. Yeah. Be that nomad. Question thought. Critically think. And on this show, we frame concepts through art. Yep. So be part of the conversation if you're only listening. Remember, when it comes to censorship, on this show, you can do one of two things. You can turn us up or you can turn us off. Yeah. But if you're going to want to turn us up, share. Yeah, with everybody. Truth to power. Curious G and I got my man. It's Papa. We out. Nomad Loud and After Truth. Nomad I Loud and After Truth, brother. So how did you feel about the, the music for this track here, man? Oh, man. Uh... Another one of those fucking really, really solid records we did at one point. And good, dude, I know every single track, dude, it's like a broken record. I'm like, bro, the bass line again, Sean, the bass line. Dude, I noticed, I noticed over like the last, like, like the four albums we made or five albums. Uh, dude, the low end is always awesome on every song. Always. 
Yeah, I think the I think the bass needed to be good on this song. I think mm-hmm. it needs to hold together a few things, but the the drums is what sticks it for me. Um, 100%. You know, the I, I I like music that's all about drum. There's just a spiritual feeling to a drum for me. And um I think it's one of those instruments that people haven't really explored enough, right? Like you don't think uh, so? I don't. I don't. I mean, it's it's great timekeepers, but we've kind of been in this thing with with the drums ever since the drum set hit the stage. Is yeah. it's it's more or less to keep time, and and there's some good drum rolls and things like that. But if you're talking about a, the world of percussion, you're talking about a variety of sound. So right. in Daytona Beach, there's the Stetson University, um, and when I was in music appreciation in college, I had to attend different concerts and write about them. So when you could pick one concert of your own choosing, but others was like, you had to attend two operas, things like that. And you got to sign these right, things. Right. But one of them, you had free reign to kind of pick what you wanted to do. And I went to this concert and it was probably like an hour and a half where it was all percussion. And it was amazing, dude. Like they had glasses, like crystal glasses with different amounts of water. Oh, and, cool, cool. and they start rubbing the edges of the glass and it starts to ring. And then you had somebody come out just snapping towels that were wet and making these popping sounds. And then, I mean, just the, the, the amount of percussion instruments was so vast. Things that you might not even think about, Right. So they created an entire hour and a half concert little symphony with nothing but percussion instruments. And which is interesting because did that inspire you a little bit on some of these records cuz I remember there's been times um even on this record where you're like as far as percussive elements you're like it's not always the standard hi-hat or cymbal, you know what I mean? You've been like, "Hey man, get get experimental, try some different things. Let's try some interesting sounds and put them in a rhythmic pattern." They could work as a hi-hat. You know what I mean? Oh, for me, drums is everything. Um, you have rock and roll that featured the guitar. You got hip-hop that featured bass, R&B. You got the vocals, you know, or piano. But but right. nobody's ever really settled in on a percussion section. And I think that's the thing that we can actually use is a lot more drums to create the sound itself. You know? So, but I've... I feel I that I feel that drums are spiritual, and this is one of those tracks, you know, that that I think we focused in on the drums for this one. Um, it's one of the things I feel when I listen to it, especially that third verse, you know. When What's it, your favorite line on the third verse on here? You know, I kind of like the whole. Um, I like the whole third verse, but I think the one that I I just said a little bit ago, "I'm nomad, loud and after truth." It comes in right at the end. Yeah. You know, but um, I think that's probably one of my favorite lines. Um, you know, that whole third verse, it kind of focuses in on a repetition of sound. You know, roots. Life is about them roots. You know what I mean? Like I keep hitting that sound. And there's there's supposed to be like a percussion element to the lyric, right? Like I'm, I'm hitting it almost like uh, it's a beat itself, you know, with that sound. Right. So that's what I was going for that. I wanted to be a little bit of the nomad with with the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> um when we was this another one we made over the phone, Sean? I'm I'm trying to remember, or was this one that Yeah, uh, we worked together. I the idea. This is something we did together, right? Yeah, we worked together on this. In fact, I think we worked on 
on just about all of them on this album here together. Um, I know we definitely did for the next track, uh, Earth Dance Divine. Um, oh, 100%. Which, you know, to this day, I think that that one could go to the next level someday, but it definitely didn't happen for me on this on this version. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's a lot of... There's hella potential there. I liked it, but I know that it's one of your... I think it's that's your least favorite record, right, Sean? Yeah, out of everything we've ever done. And I think... I think we were trying to reproduce what we found with, um, you know, built for this. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, when I, in fact, we'll talk about Earth Dance Divine now because yeah, I don't really sure. want to spend more time on it <laughs> in the future. When when for I sure. wrote when I wrote the uh, the lyrics for that, I had just got bowled over by this this chick. To be honest with you, she was. Um, you know, dead sexy, uh, and she just, you know, we kind of got each other's language, you know? Um, some people you just click with right away, right? right. And, and she had a big heavy effect on me, but I think it was more of an infatuation on both our parts because it never really developed into anything, kind of like right. this song, <laughs> right? I fell in love with the lyrics like real quick, and we were just slamming through music at the time, and uh, we pumped out a, a track, and... Um, I kind of thought when we got to the studio, maybe it would come alive, but it never really did. And Earth Dance Divine was when we tried a couple of different see, styles of see, music. See, the thing about that song, Sean, is I think it's a good song. Um, at first, I had loved it, and then after you had given me your two cents on it and how you felt about it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something we could we can go back to in the future and definitely improve, especially musically. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the lyrics are solid. Um, for sure. There's just a stiffness to the way that my delivery came through for me well, on that. Well, back, back to Nomad. Um, can you, uh, let the audience know. So what is it to be like a nomad, like on that song? Like, are you talking about like someone just traveling? Well, it, in, in a sense, it's all about being an individual, right? Right. So if you if you go through the first verse, right, I'm I'm kind of bringing a lot of connection to fish, and right, right, right. And at the very end of that um, thing, I start talking about how we're individually flavored and packed with pride. I think that's kind of the way that the media sets us up in in our tribalistic style of media today, right? Mm. It kind of pushes us into these ideas of individuality, but we're really just clicking up with tribes. We're not really thinking outside the box, right? Um, and, and that kind of goes back to the hook. You know, you can ride or die, but pick your tribe so everyone here can catch your vibe. You know, it's like, let people know from Jump Street what kind of a person you are. You know, and you can do that with your social media postings, the, the stuff you wear, but to be a true individual and and to think freely is the thing. So in the second verse, it kind of goes into the automatons, right? Which is, um, you know, like a self-operated uh, machine, right? Like Jack in the Box would be an automaton, right? But there's there's other types of automatons. And I was trying to relate to that, you know, like we're wind-up toys in a sense. And all you really need is is the information from your tribe to wind you up, you know? Or, or something to oppose you against. But this is really more along the lines of about being a free thinker, um, where you can listen to what your tribe says, because we all have tribes, like we're the hip-hop tribe, right? Like we have that. But yes. our hip-hop's a little different, right? You don't have to fall in line with, with everything that people that you relate to 
do. Um, if you think about religion, right, <laughs> which I think is a little lost in this world uh, when it comes to free thinking. There isn't, I don't think, very many people that really explore a lot of different religions before they settle on something here in this country. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's like we become Christians because it's just all around us, you know? But um, nobody's really exploring other kinds of thinking. And if if your soul and spirit was really something that weighed on you that much, have a little bit of freedom and, and thought when you start thinking about this stuff. Take a little liberty to have some education on different things and choose, you know, instead of just showing up at the church on the corner because it's convenient. Well, if you've stuck with us all the way to the end of the episode, I appreciate your time very much. Please share the Truth to Power podcast. We've covered the song Nomad for the last two weeks, and now we're shifting into a track called Earth Dance Divine. Now, what we envisioned when we came up with this is we wanted to be a little bit on that dance side, love and life, feeling love, energies, things like that be honest it's not my favorite track i ever did in fact it's my least but maybe you'll find some beauty in it um here we go with earth dance divine and stay tuned for next week as we dive into some topics connected to this one trust me it'll probably be better than the song Truth to power, I'm curious, G. Canvas touches, brush, caress. All's over flesh, undress. I could paint your poetry, memory, Tom. Share your bed, thoughts, mind. Create earth, dance, divine. Portions of paths and twine. Oceans, timeless rhythm, waves. Push and pull those grains away. From grips of shore, city stone. Moments, baby, test them bones. Eyes locked, caught me shocked. Attention all day long, locked. Clockwork, TikTok, walking hard. Hips caught me off guard tarred moon child living art paint you up drop sweet as hard empty white canvas spark let's get red and fall back to dark strike like truth spoken stark moving bodies beating heart rhythm pierce living art igniter fire touch and bark igniter fire touch and bark loves water red sea pond i would swim with you if you swam with sharks Love's water, Red Sea Pond I would swim with you if you swam with sharks Ronnie V shakes away that fake